Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The CEOs of Discord, Snap, TikTok, X, and Meta met by a sea of parents holding photos of children they say were victimized on the social media company's platforms. Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. The topic today, sexual predators targeting young people through social media and the blackmailing of teens tricked into sharing explicit photos. Yeah, those are horrible stories. I'm not sure how responsible the Zuckerberg or the guy who runs Snapchat or whatever are for all of these things. Uh, it's a great, great opportunity for Congress, Republicans and Democrats. You got a, uh, uh, a, a scary bugaboo out there that every parent, including myself, is is scared to death of and horrified about. And you get to yell at them, and everybody cheers. So it's good. It's good if you're a politician, obviously. Yeah, it's a, the the simple part is that I have zero doubt that these platforms could be more careful and protect children more successfully if they had the will to do it, knowing it would cost them revenue. Um, but they are such un- unmitigated greed heads. Watch the social dilemma, the great uh, uh, documentary that they have such a history of not looking out for the good of their customers, whether they're adults or children. They've, it's what's the opposite of the benefit of the doubt. So the heads of all the social media companies there being grilled by uh, some Congress people, some senators, 
And um, uh, NBC featured this particular story. If you're a parent and you need something to be worried about, listen to this. Who did you think he was? He said he lived about 10 minutes away. He was my age, like 14, 15, just a regular boy. Ellen, whose last name we agreed to withhold, was 14 years old when she says she started communicating on Snapchat with a person she thought was a teen. I'd never had attention from a boy before that, so it was all new area for me. She says she sent innocent photos of herself, and the boy soon began sending her sexually explicit pictures. Naked photos? Yes. More than once? Correct. But his face was never in it. Her mom, Carrie, had no clue. She's sitting right next to me on our couch. Probably talking to him. And you didn't know? I had no idea. So this dude that was uh, obviously a grown man um, pretending to be a young boy showing interest in this girl for the first time in her life. She has a boy interested in her. Um, uh, Did he just want to send her naughty pics or did he have worse plans? Oh, he had worse plans. What was your first clue that something was wrong? When Homeland Security came to my work. It turns out that a man outside of our state has been talking to my daughter and had a plane ticket with her name and he's ready to come get her to take her away to take her away according to a department of homeland security spokesperson that man who had been messaging ellen had been communicating with other minors on social media he has since pleaded guilty to child pornography charges all the worst people in america can now at least get close to reaching out and communicating with your kid it was impossible or very very difficult not very many years ago but now it's pretty damned easy they have the equivalent of the ability to get an interview they can get in the door and start their sales pitch which is honed over years of practice and trial and error as i was saying yesterday when we were discussing this late in the show these people are very very good at their jobs and your kids have to know it their job is to defraud your child to confuse them into doing something they know they shouldn't do. So I uh, don't uh, want to sound like I'm standing up for these social media companies or their executives because I think they're bad people that don't care much about humanity. But uh, like, how, how are you going to stop that? How are you going to stop a grown man from going on Instagram and pretending to be a young girl or a young boy and reaching out to a girl. And then, you know, and then once they start exchanging information, then it's off to the races. And I don't know what you can do about it then. And I'm going to stop that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost like to get a guest on this sort of thing because I know there are mechanisms for making it much, much more difficult for a, a, a perv to even know that a, a young person exists. They can't see their profile. They can't say anything about them. They can't see any pictures and they can't message them. Now, all Unless the, the child specifically permits it. Now, all the other stuff where we know they've got these algorithms where if, like, you're uh, anorexic, it feeds you all kinds of other anorexic stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, you're able to catastrophize your situation by bonding with other people who are also suicidal. You know, just all kinds of stuff like that. That Yeah, those the social media companies can do something about that. So this clip got all the attention yesterday. I suppose we uh, might as well play it. Um, We played it right after it happened, and then we can discuss whether we think it was worth doing or not. Josh Hawley, a senator, talking to Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who runs Facebook slash Meta, and this is how it went down. Clip 72, Michael. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? 
Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? I, I, I'm sorry for everything that you've all So then he turns around. So he wasn't mic'd. Uh, you can see people he is, is addressing. They are holding up photos. It looks like photos of their children. And we do have from uh, our Claire Duffy, who is in the room, quotes of what he was saying. What Zuckerberg said was, this is why we've invested so much to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have gone through. All right. Um, Josh Hawley, the senator, knew he would get on the evening news by doing that, and he did. He was the lead story on all the big evening newscasts because of that stunt. Zuckerberg, who I don't think is a good person, and I don't agree with anything he believes in, but he was put in an impossible position. What, what, What should he have done there? I don't know what I would have done. Maybe what he did is the best way out of that, to stand up and turn around and say, I am feel bad and we're investing efforts to try to keep this from happening. Right. I just, nothing was accomplished. I think I might Other have, than news clips. I think I might have said, I'm, I'm happy to talk to these family members and talk about their tragedies in private, but I don't think making it a spectacle on television is a good idea. I might have said something like that. So you won't apologize to these people whose kids died because of your product. Is that what I'm hearing? I suppose this is what he would have said back. So Correct. Yeah. And uh, what happened there? What was accomplished? Maybe, uh, you know, focusing attention on the issue. I suppose you could make that argument. Well, you know, what's what, what is quite possible here? Beyond possible, what is quite probable here? Nobody spends more money lobbying both sides of the aisle than these big tech companies. And if the senators act like they're just outraged, I am so mad, God damn it, damn it, then they can ignore any legislation that would ever do anything as as they've been lobbied to do because of gazillions of dollars. But the people back home think you're standing up for them when it comes to Zuckerberg. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, so true. Absolutely true. And if you look at these companies' history of doing their own studies and realizing, hey, we're driving all sorts of young uh, women in particular to grief and depression and anxiety and suicide, eh, what are you going to do? Let's uh, keep working on those algorithms. I mean, their utter lack of uh, concern or accountability. I Just having uh, Howdy Doody stand up there in the hearing room and say, I'm sorry you went through that. We're working hard to make sure other people don't. Okay, fine, whatever. That story of that, uh, I think she was a 14-year-old girl sitting there next to her mom, typing on her phone to some grown man who wants to abduct her, mm-hmm. is uh, horrifying. And I, was, I mentioned being at this high school basketball game last night because my son was playing drums there and just how uncomfortable I was in the gym having flashbacks to my own high school career. But the biggest difference being everybody was either staring at a phone or holding a phone up in such a way to get pictures of them with their friends or boyfriend or whatever at the game. And uh, it's, just a, it's just such a part of their lives, everything that's on the phone. And that thing in your hand is how the... Uh, wannabe abductee gets to you. That's the, that's the door that he opens to get into your life. Right. It's the most dangerous street in your city. Uh, you know, it's the Internet is is sin. 
and it's impossible to avoid, or at least the temptation. You've got to, in my opinion, teach your kids. And, and well, here's a question for you. Instead of finishing that statement, uh, are there specific and 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 well crafted how to be safe online classes and 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 that sort of thing that are taught to all kids these days? My kids are grown, so I don't know that. I'm not aware of it if it exists. Man, you'd think you remember all the whole stranger danger thing, which was at least partly paranoia. But every damn kid in America at school, at the Elmo, everybody was telling them about stranger danger and how to run and scream and, right. and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Uh, are we educating every single young person in America about the predators online? Wow. I don't that, know. That would be a good idea. You should be every bit as scared of weirdos online as we used to be of, you know, a guy in a van and marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Oddly enough, Elmo's actually in the news uh, for odd reasons. And uh, and do you know about the Chicago rat hole? I do, actually. Do you? Yeah. Nice job, rat hole. That's a good Way story. to stay up on the headlines. <laughs> and I do want to talk about the fact that we haven't struck Iran yet and what's going on there and what might be going on there. So all that stuff is on the way. Stay with it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Two men who were stranded on a kayak in the Gulf of Mexico were rescued this week by a Carnival cruise ship, but there was improv that night, so they asked to go back. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> there are donuts and cookies everywhere today. Everywhere. Boxes and boxes of fresh donuts and homemade cookies. I do not have the willpower to deny that.
I'm just a man. Like everyone else, when you cut me, I bleed. I can't stay away from that stuff. Got fat Shakespeare rapping in the house. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, you, what you need to do is get yourself diagnosed with an eating disorder. And then uh, let the decree go forth that it's like a peanut allergy. You can't be bringing donuts. This man has a disease. You know, it works for me all the time. This is terrible. I, I mentioned the other day I had to buy bigger shirts, right? So, you know, yes. I'm not uh, Mr. Fit criticizing. I had to buy bigger shirts because I'd outgrown. My, it was too embarrassing how tight my other shirts were. Um, as it's going into an ice cream place or something the other day, pie place, something like that, man, and a like four ginormous people came walking out the door, and I thought, you know what? It's not a coincidence. I turned around and walked back to my car. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was just wondering if you're, are you the warnee still or the warner? Am <laughs> <laughs> I before or after picture? <laughs> <laughs> so I read this headline and thought, <clears throat> excuse me, what am I missing? Then I uh, read uh, the first couple of paragraphs and thought, what am I missing? (laughs) And then I finished the article and thought, what am I missing? Here's your headline. The Chicago rat hole has charmed thousands. Neighbors have had enough. And I'm like, wait a minute. I I grew up in Chicagoland. I keep track of what's going on in Chicago. What the hell's this Chicago rat hole? (laughs) Well, and the word rat and charm don't usually come in the same sentence. Well, and I've got to admit, when I saw the headline, I was picturing something truly horrifying. You know, some crack in the pavement where if you look down there, down through it, you can see a cavern seething with big Chicago rats. Partly because as a youngster, I, what was I? I don't know, 12 years old, I happened to be in downtown Chicago and uh, looked down an alley and saw a rat that was easily the size of a house cat. Yeah. And it, uh, it haunts my dreams oh, to this day. Oh, my God. It was robust. <laughs> I mean, unless raccoons were shaving their tails and, uh, and you know, taking off their masks or something, it was the biggest rat you can imagine. Anyway, so uh, it opens with this dude who's a Chicagoan. He's been hearing about Chicago's uh, hottest new tourist spot for weeks. Finally, he and his wife made the 10-minute drive to check out the Chicago Rat Hole, a rodent-shaped imprint in the sidewalk on an unassuming residential street. And I thought, what? So I scrolled down to the picture, and yes, it is an imprint in the, the pavement that looks remarkably like somebody squashed a rat into it while it was drying. Well, we've often mocked the crowd that flocks to the tree that has a knot hole that looks like the Virgin Mary. But at least that has some religious significance, like a greater meaning, if you believe it. What's the wanting to pilgrimage to something that looks like a rat. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Well, and, and so the, the, the surreal feel to this continues with this guy. So he and his wife get these 49 years old, gets to the, uh, the, the, the rat hole, and, uh, and there's no rat hole. He quickly realized someone had filled in the impression with a concrete-like substance that was still wet. At first, a wave of anger hit him. Then he decided to do something about it. After fetching an old license plate from his car, he scraped out the concrete. I love quirky Chicago things, he said, adding, it's one of them Chicago gems that you want to keep around. What? So people flock to this rat-shaped hole, and they leave mementos and coins and 
candles, cheese, greeting cards, liquor, and the residents of the street come and they have to clean it up every night. Maybe bring your sick child and see if they're healed. Wow, that was good. <laughs> that, that that ruined my will to live, but that was really funny. Um, and and the crowds make noise and uh, hoot and holler and the rest of it. <laughs> These people are like, please stop. And so they try to fill it in and all. It's, what's the matter? This is. It's time to give way to the beavers, or, mm-hmm. or the squirrels, or the chimps. Let somebody else run the world for a while. We're too stupid, which brings us to the other headline I wanted to get to. We barely have any time. For some reason, Elmo is on Twitter now and Twittered. Elmo Elmo calls an X now. Formerly known as Twitter. (laughs) Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? Well, and everybody tweeted back, not good, man, not good. Oh, wow. There's a bloody war in the Middle East. Oh, jeez. <laughs> people tweeting about uh, depression, never-ending ending winter, losing their jobs amid mass layoffs, even disappointing football losses. I'm not good, Elmo. I'm not good at all. Wow, Elmo wishes he hadn't asked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe MYOB there. Why haven't we attacked Iran yet, and why that's making it more difficult to to hit back against Iran? Coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
For the first time, the White House identifying the Iran-backed militants behind that drone attack on a remote U.S. base here in Jordan that left three American soldiers dead. And we are learning that the majority of the 47 wounded were National Guard from across the country. Yeah, this was done by the umbrella group called the Islamic Resistance in Iraq. President Biden firm on a U.S. response. The Pentagon preparing to unleash what officials say will be a multi-day, multi-target attack, bigger than anything seen thus far, which could include Iranian assets outside of Iran. Yeah, more on that coming up in just a little bit. But how flippin' awful is that? You join the National Guard and you're in Jordan, unprotected by your own government, in you know, in enemy shot uh, while you're sleeping at night. In an atmosphere where there have been dozens and dozens and dozens of attacks, so it's not like he came out of nowhere. Right. God, that one girl that died, her first deployment, you join the National Guard, and you get killed in Jordan on the Syrian border because your government's not protecting its troops. It's just horrifying. I mean, God dang it. You join the Marine Corps or something like that, you know, you know, you know, things might get pretty rough for you. You don't expect that. You join the National Guard. That's a troubling story. Anyway, um, well, more troubling for Martha Raddatz. A cruise missile launched by the Houthis into the Red Sea came within a mile of the USS Gravely. It is the closest a missile has come to a U.S. warship since the Houthis began attacking commercial vessels in mid-October. Hours later, the U.S. destroyed a Houthi surface-to-air missile in Yemen, saying it posed an imminent threat to U.S. aircraft. So I think that's pretty interesting. It wasn't the Houthis that killed our three U.S. service members the other day, as you heard in that other clip. It was the, what are they called? Kataib Hezbollah or something like that? Or Islamic the, resistance in Iraq. Which is under the umbrella of Kataib Hezbollah, whatever the heck that is. Um, and there's so many different umbrella groups, and they're tied together in so many different ways. All of them being funded by Iran, and it's all got to do with Iran, but... Even though it wasn't the Houthis themselves that hit us, they're obviously not worried, uh-oh, the United States now is going to start retaliating. They came the closest they come yet to hitting one of our ships. Right. Four mm-hmm. days later. Well, you're right. That is revealing. I think it is. Well, part of it is four days later, you'd think, well, I guess they aren't going to respond. Why the hell didn't we hit them like the next hour or certainly the next day? How did you not have plans ready to go? And when every, their columns, commentary, punditry all over the place saying it's inevitable one of these attacks is going to be successful and kill soldiers and we'll have to respond. Did the Pentagon and the president actually not prepare for that inevitability? Is that what I'm seeing here? That can't be true. The whole thing is incredibly troubling. There are very few possible explanations for this inaction, and, and most of them are loathsome. And more to why it's troubling, I appreciated this report on NBC News. You were just hearing from ABC News, but this is Keir Simmons on NBC last night. 
But there are questions tonight. U.S. strikes in recent months retaliating for attacks by Iranian-backed groups, including a faction of the Islamic resistance in Iraq, did not deter them. And the current delay in a U.S. response is giving the militias time to prepare. A senior Iraqi official tells NBC News many Iranian-supported factions have been evacuating bases. Yeah, that's something Mike Lyons mentioned in a, in a tweet the other day, I think. Yeah. So Iraqi officials saying, yeah, you've kind of waited so long. They've been able to move everything. So nice job. And again, why didn't we have a plan ready to go that we could unleash immediately? Well, first of all, you should have struck back before you start having some of your own people die. But since it was inevitable, how'd you not have a plan ready? I mean, this is this, it hurts my soul that this is happening. I know it's incredibly frustrating. <sighs> And, and brutally ineffective, unless there is something about to uh, commence that will silence the critics. Um, and, and indeed, if, it, if that happens, I will be the first to say, yep, I didn't realize they were planning this. Well, that's fine. Here's- uh, I just don't see it coming. There's, there's nothing about the past or present of this administration that would lead me to believe that's about to happen. Oh, yeah. I heard a great analogy yesterday from um, uh, Charles C.W. Cook of the National Review said this, and I thought it was really good. The problem they have is that th- this, is, this is not their world. Um, we mentioned that the other day when KJP came out and just all kinds of weird words and phrases and everything like that, because this isn't her world. Caring Talking about the, about the death of the troops, right. Caring yeah. about the troops, national defense, war, that's not her world. You start talking about DEI and how the, uh, you know, and systemic racism, I mean, that's her world. Words. So she can just start flipping out phrases, you know, one after another on that. It's like I used to talk about how when I'd watch Democratic presidential debates, when they'd be running for the nominee of the Democratic Party, I'd watch the debates and like I didn't understand anything because that's not my wheelhouse. I don't know the language of that that world. It doesn't make mm. sense to me. That's the way they are with national f- defense and troops dying, for one thing. And then the other thing that he pointed out that I thought was really good. What you're seeing is something they don't want to do. And he used the analogy of like if my wife wants me to clean the garage, but I really don't want to do it. I make some noises about cleaning the garage, and then I'll move a couple of things around to look like I started, and then I'll tell her a date when I'm going to clean the garage, but I don't really mean it because I don't want to do it. I think right. that is what's happening here. They don't want to fight back. And you said, um, um, uh, 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 I don't forget the phrase you used, but something about being successful or something like that. Is their success metric shutting up the country that thinks they're weak on defense? Or is their success metric actually deterring the bad guys in the Middle East? And I think it's the former rather than the latter. How much do we have to do to have this not be a political issue as opposed to what do we have to do to make sure these sons of bitches know they can't keep doing this? I heard another round of we don't want to escalate this yesterday. It's just galling. Absolutely galling. They don't want to do it, and they're going to do just enough that it's become a political problem. Tangent alert. I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. Having, uh, just for various reasons, 
uh, read various things about uh, certain regimes and, and regions of the world and, uh, and, and the flow of power in those regions. And this stuff plays out over hundreds of years in the past. I mean, you come across various uh, kingdoms, whether it's the Habsburgs in like, uh, your southern Germany area or uh, various Middle Eastern potentates and, and kingdoms. They lasted for hundreds of years. Now, the pace of change is a lot faster in the modern world, I grant you that. But the reason I bring it up is, in the wake of 9-11, there was a tremendous amount of noise, at least in the center and on the right. The left was terrified of this discussion. But there was a lot of noise about, hey, the the world of militant Islam, is it compatible with the West? And the answer is no, by the way. And if uh, and if the answer is no, what happens now? Where do we go from here? What is it going to look like? And then as, you know, events developed post 9-11, we all know what they were, that conversation receded into the background and is now almost never discussed. And I will concede that some of the conflict in the Middle East is about the fact that we're in the Middle East. That's always been true, whether that's a little or a lot of the story we can argue about another day. But what struck me in thinking about it is the American tendency to say, well, I haven't heard about this for six months, so I guess it's over. (laughs) Whereas if you look at all of history, these struggles unfold over years, decades, centuries. And that discussion is not over, not anywhere close. Ask Germany, ask uh, Britain. Ask any of these countries that have had rampant immigration and now are now saying, holy crap, this has fundamentally changed our countries in ways we hate. This is scary. We need to do something. Your uh, socialist uh, republics of the uh, of Northern Europe, Scandinavia's uh, Scandinavian countries. A uh, quick update. I did cave and eat one of the half pound chocolate chip peanut butter cookies. And while it was des- delicious, I now feel horrible and wish I hadn't. So... Maybe I can help be your strength if you're tempted today that once you've eaten it, you'll wish you hadn't. It's always true. Well, again, it seems as though, according to your own testimony, you've made that transition in life from your your role now is as a warning to others. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Wow. He really let himself go. I you know, better I got to get back to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> I better, you know, watch what I'm... Yeah, exactly. I can be a warning to others. That'll get me out of bed every morning. Very slowly out of bed. <laughs> wash myself yeah. with a rag on a stick. I better go be kind of an anti-role model for people. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I'm not a role model. Remind me of Charles Barkley. We got a great Charles Barkley clip coming up. Did you hear him talking? Well, okay, well, save that. <laughs> If Charles Barkley said it, I want to hear it. It's good, but uh, we got to get to this, so we'll we'll do it when we when we come back because it's controversial. Because everything with presidents now is controversial. He called the family of one of the soldiers that died in the attack Sunday, and of course, it becomes a political football. Then his phone call and what he said, and we can decide whether that's oh boy, we can decide whether that's fair or not. We'll we'll play it for you when we come back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Horse in Ohio recently tested positive for methamphetamine, in case you're wondering how they make crazy glue. Why was the why did the horse test positive for methamphetamine? I find myself curious. You give them a little meth and they can run faster? I don't I'll know. I'll bet that's what it is. I'll bet it's kind of low-level horse racing where they meth up the horses and they can run longer faster. Um, eat less hay too, right? Appetite suppressant. I got a question about the left's reluctant reluctance to uh, for America to ever get involved in wars that occurred to me yesterday. I want to ask about hmm. that, but first, this: we had three U.S. service members die on Sunday in an outpost in Jordan that most of us never even knew we had troops there near the Syrian border. In the National Guard, for crying out loud. I think the president is absolutely responsible because he hasn't retaliated to 160 attacks in such a way to deter this sort of thing. I don't know if there's an example of being able to lay deaths of troops at the feet of a president more directly in, in, in my adult lifetime. Since the evacuation of Kabul. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you might be right about that, actually. Oof. Uh, he did what presidents do and did the right thing, called the family yesterday to offer his condolences. This is what it sounded like. I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to excuse the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir, we understand. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow, that Thanks, is sir. the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, a lot to me, uh, my son's been a year in Iraq until I lost him, and uh, I, uh, you know, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 
And as you heard, mom started crying there. I don't, I, I, I am in no position and have no right to judge at all how they decide to handle that. But who, whose idea is it to make it a public thing with video and audio? Is that the White House? Is that some local media outlet that comes to your home? Was that at the request of the parents? I don't want a camera in my face when the president calls to tell me that my son has died and offers condolences. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. Uh, it, it has to be the, the the parents granting permission to somebody who talked them into it or made the offer. Right, see, but I have, I'm troubled by that because yeah. they don't know, like we know, that anytime the media gets involved, it does not make your life better whatsoever. But I, I, I find that I'm very uncomfortable with that. Uh, how do we feel about any of that? Is uh, There's a lot of criticism always on anything anybody does. And anytime Trump called in, there'd be lots of criticism on the left. Anytime, every time he did it. I don't really like to engage in this because it's such a sensitive issue. But he did once again bring up his son. I know what it feels like. My son was in Iraq for a year and died. And that's how we lost him. And that's how we lost him, kind of fudging the whole... Yeah. Yeah. His tendency to make it about him in these situations is really uncomfortable and inappropriate. This one is not nearly as egregious as like the the Maui situation, for instance, when that town burned down and it was just bizarre that he the way he brought it up. I don't know. I, I'm with you. I don't that is such a uh heavy and intimate in the true meaning of the word um conversation I, I i got i got plenty of things i want to criticize joe biden about i'm not going there yeah me neither i, I i'm more disturbed by the fact that, that you got a camera in the, the face their face and recording it and putting it on them i just uh, i don't know Gold I, I think having seen a number of interviews with the poor grieving families i i think they want very much for their kids their their children's service to be honored yeah. and known yeah, i get that I absolutely get that. Sure. That it's sense. almost like a memorial service. Um, I don't know if it'd be the time or the place, but I think it'd be perfectly appropriate for some parent to say, uh, we had been attacked 165 times prior to the death of my son, and you did not push back in such a way to deter the attack that killed my son. I blame you for this. I think that would be perfectly appropriate. Sure. Mm-hmm. Thank God we live in a country where you're permitted to say that sort of thing to power. And now we're five days out from that attack and have not pushed back yet. And there's all this talk about, well, it'll be in stages and it won't be an attack directly in Iran. And I have very low belief that this is going to deter future attacks, which has got to be the goal. You got to make them not continue to want to kill our people when they're sleeping in their barracks at night. You want to hear a load of crap? Michael, play 95 for us. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Our fallen soldiers had a vital mission to support Operation Inherent Resolve and to work with our partners to ensure the lasting defeat of ISIS. They risked their lives and lost their lives to keep their fellow Americans safe from global terrorism. The president will not tolerate attacks on american troops and neither will i you can't say that dude you're the secretary of defense you cannot say that with a straight face we have demonstrated repeatedly like 160 times prior to the deaths 
that we will tolerate attacks on our troops. That is horrifying. I find, I find myself desperately looking for an explanation for how there might be something that is less horrifying going on behind the scenes. But then I keep coming back to, you know, there's some sort of diplomatic master plan or, or you know, they're, they're, they're secretly getting ready to do something or other. But there is practically no precedent in the history of mankind for allowing yourself to be attacked dozens and dozens and dozens of times with only the most, you know, uh, symbolic of responses. All right, we took out a, a radar somewhere. Um, there's no precedent for this. If I say every day, I will not tolerate you leaving your dirty underwear on the floor in the bathroom, but then never do anything. Well, guess that's what? That's precisely what you're doing. Yeah, tolerating Guess it. what? That, that's the definition of tolerating it. That is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed on his behalf. How did he get those words to come out of his mouth? Good God. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.